Hey everybody, it's Richard Harris, Scott Lease with a very unique and different episode of the Surf and Sales Podcast. Uh, we're um, excited to talk about it and wish we didn't have to kind of a topic um, because we think it's stuff that people just don't know. And so we want to help people with that. Um, we are the only special guest, so um, hopefully we don't need to introduce ourselves. Um, but the goal of this conversation, we're going to talk about negotiating severance right? What does it mean? How do you do it? What can you do it? What can you do with it? Um, how much leverage do you really, really have? And all those kind of things. And so we're going to take two approaches. One approach is, as we've all seen at certain levels, people leave a company or ask to leave and they get this big payout. Like at what stage of our career could I even ask for that? How do I ask for it? When do you ask for it? All those kind of things. Um, and then we're going to talk about the other side where maybe we're you know, just a sales director, sales manager, or, or individual contributor. And, you know, you're going through these mass layoffs or just a layoff or, or even getting terminated. Do you have any leverage to negotiate there? So with that uh, being said, I'm going to turn over to Scott. How are you doing today? I'm hanging in there, man. want to give a shout out to our good friends over at HubSpot. Surf and Sales Podcast is a part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. We appreciate them and their uh, support. I'm hanging in there, man. The the severance thing is a is a wild topic. So many people are getting laid off from big companies, from Microsofts and Twitters and Amazons of the of the world. And you see these big splashy headlines where you know they got six months severance or nine months severance, and as you called it, like big money. And I, and I think a lot of people feel like that should trickle down into more of the startup SaaS ecosystem. And I think people are finding out that that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a rude awakening. Yeah. So, I saw it and I was, I was like, well, okay, Mr. Benioff, please hire me and fire me. Like I'll take five months. I'll do it. Like that's <laughs> a good deal. So, <laughs> but uh, a lot longer than any, than any that I would have ever gotten. Yes. That's for sure. Yes, yes, yes. So um, let's let's talk about severance sort of at that on the front end, right? Because I know you've been through this a couple of times. Like at, at what stage is it even possible to think about negotiating your exit while negotiating your entry, right? It ain't easy and it's probably very scary. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really, I mean, I never brought it up until I was a VP. Right. And even then I never brought it up until I had been a VP a few times not because I shouldn't have or, or couldn't have. I think I just didn't know, number one. And number two, I was probably a little scared because it's, it's kind of a weird thing. So how did it go the first time? And then talking about, well, what happens if I you know, get the boot or whatever? Um, I think you bring it up in the context of this is actually shared risk. If I'm a, a VP of sales and have, you know, pretty good experience and whatnot. And if I'm specifically going towards earlier stage organizations, there's shared risk here. You're risking as a founder, bringing me on board that I know what the heck I'm doing and I'm going to be able to move the needle and get sales going and all that kind of stuff. But I'm also risking that your product actually works, does what it says it's going to do, that you're going to support customers well and be able to retain anybody that I come on board and manage the business responsibly from a financial perspective, right? So 
this is a way for me to ensure that if this goes south and I walk away or I get asked to leave for whatever reason, that I'm not panicked when I wake up the next morning and I have zero income and zero support going on, you know, whether it's two weeks or two months or the remainder of the month's benefits, I really want to, you know, be taken care of in some way. And that gesture to me is a sign of a, of a company and a founder saying they recognize that there's risk on my end as well. So I, I, it's all got to be done up front for me. So well, it's interesting too, because I also know you, even if you got a six month package and you were, you would wake up the next morning panicked just because I know you personally. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's more about my own neuroses than, right. uh, than so, reality. But so how do you, you know, I don't know if it's how did you bring it up or is it since you've been through it, how would you bring it up now? That might be the right thing. So you're, you know, let's say you are someone who is going into, and believe me, people are still getting hired. Like I'm seeing it. Um, uh, and, and, you know, how do you bring it up? When do you bring it up in the interview process might be the first question. Well, I would bring it up really towards the very end of the interview process, sort of in the offer phase. The how I would bring it up is, is kind of like I just described. It's talking about the shared risks that are involved. Mm -hmm. uh, you could give specific examples. I, I might say to somebody, listen, um, there's a lot of cases where uh, a head of sales takes a company from zero to the first, call it million or so, mm -hmm. in the first uh, year, year and a half. And then the founders decide that they need somebody a little bit more established more experienced, somebody who's done the, you know, 1 million to 10 million kind of sprint and they get topped off. I get, you know, somebody gets hired in above me and I get asked to leave, right? Well, if, if that's, you know, something that might happen, uh, I want to be protected in that regard. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, what that might look like uh on my way out in terms of how how much you know cash i'm getting in terms of benefits in terms of i mean i don't know do i get to keep my laptop whatever some of the other you know things uh might be um that's when i'm bringing it up right towards the end i'm in the negotiation they already want me to come on board right that was my question do you wait till you get the offer letter I don't know if I wait till I get the offer letter. I wait till it's sort of known that an offer letter is going to come my way. Right. Okay. So we're talking about terms and you, the founder are like, okay, Scott, you know, it's going to be 250 K base, 500 K OTE, one and a half percent equity. You know, does that sound like it's in range? Yep. That sounds pretty good. You know, let's also put in there. Uh, you know, my benefits start on this particular day and I get a laptop and I get uh, to go to two conferences a year, education stipend, da, 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 da. and let's talk a little bit about severance. So I, I, I want to put the bug in their ear about it before they take the time to send me over the paperwork. And that makes sense. I mean, that's reasonable. That, that was the part I was like, well, because I think if I waited my concern was listening to you was if I waited till after I got the offer letter, then I think we look swarmy. We look cheesy. And it's kind of like, you know, a little unprofessional. 
like that's to your point, it's all part of the entire package. So we should talk about it when you're talking about the entire package. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. 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 So, um, did it ever work? Did it work? Yeah, of course it worked. Yeah. So what, yeah. what, what kind of things were you able to negotiate? Uh, well, I once got paid for a year, sort of part of, it was a severance part, uh, but it was really like reframed as a, uh, kind of a consulting type gig. Yeah. I was going to say, wasn't it like a, a consulting slash advisor thing? Yeah. A little, a little bit, but it's, you know, it's just a reframing. I think, um, I had typical sort of keep your benefits for six weeks, you know, we'll pay you for the next six weeks type of stuff. I think I had one that was uh, three months severance. Um, but I also had a bunch that I had nothing, like I said. Yeah. So Did I you ever... sort of had, I was anywhere from nothing to a lot. Um, and a couple that were, you know, kind of typical couple week things. Yeah. Yeah. I think particularly for the founders who are listening or, or those other people who are thinking about it, one advantage, you know, and particularly to the way Scott was describing it, where they they kept him on for a year in the consulting role, is that if someone's been there a year and they have equity, right, it's advantageous to leverage, still try to leverage that person, right? It's advantageous for this person to, I don't know, maybe have them, you know, ghost, have someone ghost write a blog post for them on your blog because that person has a good following if you, you know, if they've got a strong following or you do have an advisory role where you say, hey, can you do this? Or, hey, can you come and talk to so-and-so or go out and pitch so-and-so because you know them or get us an introduction? Yeah. Like, you know, you know, for someone like Scott, where it's like he still has equity waiting for that payout. Well, of course, he's going to want that equity to play out. So, you know, it's not adversarial to, to do that, right? It's to, to everyone. To do yeah, I mean, I think everybody wants to walk away on good terms. Yeah. And everybody's saying nice things about everybody else and, and whatnot, right? I mean, that's the ideal situation. Yep. Yep. So um, did you ever ask for it and it was, they said no, and you took the job or no. did you ever? No, that, I, that, never that, happened. that never happened to me, actually. That ever happened to you? Uh, yes. My really? My real job, not Mashery, but the, the one after that. They told I, you no on severance. Yeah. Yeah, really. They were they were negotiating hard on so much stuff, and and I don't I didn't have the knowledge, right? Like they wanted me to come in as a startup at like seventy five thousand. I'm like I'm a consultant. I'm making this much. Why would I do this? I love the tech. I think it's great. I know it'll be earth shattering, and um and I turned down the job three or four times, like and and they kept coming back and kept coming back and kept coming back, and I should have seen. And then finally they gave me a number I would live with. They gave me a decent number that I would take. And I should have seen the writing on the wall at that point that that it shouldn't take four three or four hour phone call, four 30 minute to one hour phone calls, right? Um, it was yeah. interesting because it was like, the more I say no, the more they're willing to do. Um, what was their argument on the, the reason that you shouldn't have severance? Their rationale was that they were reading old blog posts that said, you know, like I was also asking for like double trigger events and like all those things. And they were just resistant to all of it um, uh, because they felt it put them at too much risk. Right. And I don't think I had the right 
way, you know, I was describing, but I have risk too, but I, I don't think I did a good job of, of understanding how to do it, kind of like the way you explained it, right? Um, and then, by the way, this is what's 2023. This was in 2012. This is 10 years ago. So yeah. it's a different but world. What about um, people? What about people who um, are listening to this and they're like, "Oh shit, I didn't negotiate any severance whatsoever." Yeah. And now they're thinking, "Well, I should probably go try to get this in writing." Is that a good strategy, a dumb strategy in your mind? What are the, what should those well, people do? It's, it's March, 2023, right? So there, there are going to be two answers to this. There's going to be Richard's answer. And then I'm going to hear what Scott has to say, because I'd be curious, I'd be afraid to do it. Right. And I would be afraid to do it unless I already had another, I'd already been interviewing was pretty confident. I was going to have another job lined up. Right. And I had some leverage. Um, you know, it's March, 2023. Um, you know, if people have gone through layoffs and depending on the size of the org. Wait a second, though. If you're thinking about leaving to go somewhere else, right? are you really trying to tell me that if your current employer came back to you and was like, hey, I'll, I'll give you a six-month severance package, that that would keep you? No, I'm saying I need some kind of leverage, right? That if I were going to try and negotiate this, the re- where my head was that as soon as I bring it up, they may put me on a bubble and try and get rid of me. So if I'm going to go do this, I better start the interview process before I say that maybe that's a better way to describe it. Not that I'm necessarily going to have a job, but you better be prepared. You better be prepared that your time is over. Right. So now, because Scott's the master of figuring out how to talk about this stuff, would you do it? How would you do it? No. First of all, I'm definitely not the master of doing it because I failed to do it a few times. And no, I would not do it. If, if I didn't do it up front and I just heard about this, that's like career suicide. <laughs> just like go up to my boss right now and be like, hey, uh, I know we didn't talk about this a while ago, but um, all these riffs going on got me a little spooked. Can we talk about severance? <laughs> I would, there's I might, no way I would do that. I no, might. I just ch- I chalk it up to an L. Right. I'm taking a loss on this one. The next time I go get a job, I'm going to have the chat up front. So now let me flip it this way. Let's say it's, you know, you know, company like Salesforce or Microsoft or something, you probably couldn't do it because it'd be like, you're, you're one of whatever, but let's say they go through layoffs. You're the top sales rep, right? And they're saving a whole bunch of money there. Do you then try and go in and say, yeah, I think I want to raise, not less severance. Do you leverage that? Because now they went from 20 reps down to 10 you're the top rep, you're a top two rep. Are you trying to leverage that for a raise? It's still, it might be a douche thing to do. It's a pretty good thing to do. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I am. I, I think I'm probably not. Yeah. I think I'm recognizing what's going on around me and I'm feeling a bit grateful that I still have a job and in theory, I'm still performing pretty well. Right. I think what I would do is, if I can continue to perform well and ride this kind of cycle out, if, if, and when things pick back up, then I would probably go back to them and be like, I stuck with you guys through this whole time. I performed at this particular level. I think I've earned X, Y, Z raise because then I would feel more confident that if they told me no, 
the ecosystem out there would be more welcoming. Yeah. To yeah. me. Yeah. It's interesting. I, it, it's interesting. We've never had this conversation because it's, this is the part where people have, everything's, you know, Richard's the nice guy and Scott's sort of, you know, the one with an attitude. And it's really the opposite because my ego's like, fuck them. I'm going to go ask for a raise. <laughs> I don't care. So much. <laughs> well, how would you ask for it? What would be, what would be your justification? Uh, my justification is um, if I'm still a top rep, I'm confident I can get a better job somewhere. Um, but that also opens this whole other door. Well, why are you even there if you think there's a better job? You know, there's a whole other thing. But it's like, that's just how, but Scott, you know me, like my ego takes over sometimes. And so I could easily, I could easily see myself doing that. Although thank God I have you in my corner. I could like, just, I mean, I could just see the boss being like, listen, I, we're not giving out raises right now. We just had to let go of 15 people so we right. could save money and extend our runway. Yep. Right. We're keeping you on board because you've done an amazing job, but we're not giving out raises right now. Yeah, and that's why you're that's why you're keeping me on board because I'm going to keep doing an amazing job. What happens if I leave? Right. So yeah, I mean, you you certainly would have that. You, you could play that card. I yeah. think a lot of people would sort of call your bluff right now. Yeah, I think. Like, I, I mean, if you said that to me, I'd be like, okay, well, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, if you're able to find something that is attractive to you that pays you way more i can't stop you yeah. in fact i wouldn't stop you go for it yeah you know? so, well it's, it's interesting because i was also going to say that is how my ego works but i know before i do it i thank god i have a friend like you because i'd be like okay scott i'm thinking about going and ask for a raise <laughs> yeah you like, call me up and be like this is what i'm thinking about doing is it a good idea right and i would say no i don't think that's a good idea yeah. although sometimes i wonder if scott would be like yeah, I want to see what happens. I want to watch this experiment. Like you become yeah. the Frankenstein scientist. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't think I'm mischievous enough to be like that. Would yeah. be a fun car crash to watch. I should, yeah. I should encourage Richard to do that. No, yeah. I don't think he would do that to me. Uh, all right, well, let's let's flip it. Let's talk about. So you you didn't have a severance. You're an individual contributor, and you are going through these layoffs, right? Uh. Have you ever negotiated severance at that stage? Have you ever had to negotiate on the way out the door? No, no, never. I mean, I'm not sure what that would even look like. I mean, I suppose somebody comes to you and says, adios, here's two weeks pay and you keep your benefits for the rest of March. My response is, yeah, that's not going to work for me. I need four weeks and two months benefits. Like I, I have no idea how that conversation would yeah. work because what is my leverage? Unless I have some sort of like dirt on the company or something like that. Yeah. I don't know what my leverage is. Yeah. So without leverage, I personally would be very hesitant. That doesn't mean I'm right. Yeah. Maybe if you just ask, you get it, but yeah. I would be very hesitant. Yeah. So th there's a couple of thoughts. So, cause I've been talking about this and I've done this that, um, and it's different than if you're being let go for a reason. Right. Um, and it's different if you're being let go as part of a big group. A couple of things I remind people are that one, when someone offers you any severance, I've yet to see or even hear that they rescind it because you start asking for more. 
And if you're a part of a big group and you ask for more, they can't rescind it from you because they're giving it to everybody else. Then they open themselves up to a door. They, they, yeah. I, I guess they, I'm not worried about the rescinding of it. It's right. just the like, so I don't want to be laughed at and be like, <laughs> yeah. you. no. So, <laughs> so that's, so that's one piece, right? So is, and I, I tell this to people because it's the mindset. Cause a lot of people think, oh my God, they're going to take it away. If I even say anything, that's the big, I hear yeah. this, have this conversation. So I want people to understand that. Um, the other piece is that in most severance packages, there is this clause of non-disclosure, non-disparagement, and it's written very selfishly. In the favor of the employer. Employer, right? And it's kind of like, no, and we're going to go into a couple things on this because it's more than this, but prior to two weeks ago, which I'll explain in a minute, um, that to me is your leverage because it is a public marketplace. Mm right? You do have the opportunity to go to Glassdoor. Now, whether or not you want to do those things, whether or not you will do those things are very different. But that, that is where your leverage, in my opinion, lies. Because, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when it gets out that this is a bad org to work for and the leadership is terrible because every person they hire is going to go to Glassdoor in the tech world. They all know to go look and look for a review. Yeah. And when that happens, they're going to see it. And it could affect, theoretically, the ability for someone to hire the right person, right? So that is your leverage. And they will often threaten that if you do that, you know, we're going to sue you and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, sue me for what? I got nothing, right? (laughs) Um, You know, I mean, there are things like your house and stuff like that depends on the state. There, There are places there, but... Is that worth, is it worth the energy and the stress and the risk? That's, that's what people, that's what I explain to people. You have to decide, is this worth your time and energy, right? And is it an ego-driven thing? And I will tell people, you could get everything you want and you're still going to be angry and sad at them about it. Like it's not going to, you know, you might get some relief, but that's, that's where your leverage is. And then to your point, what you brought up earlier, you know, I'm asking for more of benefits. I'm asking more for money. I'm asking for, um, you know, I don't think they would give you the laptop, right? Um, I got the laptop once. Did you? So yeah. that's interesting. Um, I kept it for 10 years. I kept using it. For 10 oh, that's years. the one you just got rid of. The one I just got rid of. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, you can ask for, you know, you could ask for a resume writer. You could ask for um, some professional coaching services. You could ask for other things um, along the way. And uh, the worst thing they're going to do is tell you no, so you just take the deal. Now, the other thing I tell people all the time is do not negotiate if you need this. If, it's if you what? Easy, if you need it? Yeah. Like if... If you're like, I got to take, oh, I see. like, I have to have this severance. So yeah, I got to, I got to take what they got. Right. Um, you know, I had someone come call me and say, Hey, you know, I, I work at one of these big companies that's giving out these many months severance and health benefits. Um, and, and they're like, well, can I negotiate it? And I'm like, you can, but I don't know why you would. That's a pretty good deal. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, it's what's it worth to you? Cause you do have to consider, okay, do I want a positive, 
you know, don't want to leverage my old boss to come yeah. with a reference for me and network and all those kind of things. So you have to take all that into consideration. I just want people to know, I think you should ask for it. Like the worst thing that ever happens is they say, no, I don't want people to put themselves at risk or their family or their livelihood at risk. Don't do that. If you need it and you need to go on, go for it and move forward. So, um, so that's sort of the, that's that piece. Now, what's interesting is, um, and by the way, there's a whole other piece of leverage too, which is, you know, depending on the state, certain states, they can't even do more than verify employment, right? Um, you know, you can also leverage and say, by the way, if I ever hear that you uh, did a backdoor reference check on me, that's not okay. So the final piece I'll, I'll say is also negotiate that non-disclosure, non-disparagement to be bilateral. You won't disparage me, I won't disparage you. Right? Even if you get no other money, you get nothing else, you can go in and I think ask for the non-disparagement to go both, to be bi-directional, right? There's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. A lot of companies would say no, then you got to decide how hard you're going to fight it and how much you really want the severance package, right? So, okay, then I'm not going to sign it because you're paying me for my silence. That's what they're doing. That's what a severance package is, is to pay you to be silent. And it's interesting because I have had this conversation. I'm like, well, you're paying me to be silent. And, you know, I think it's worth more than this five grand you're offering me. I think it's worth 10. And they're like, well, we can't pay that. I'm like, okay, then I'm not going to sign it. And they're like, well, we're still going to expect you to not say, it's like, well, no, you don't like, it doesn't work that way. But I was, I was in a, that was, that was that last place where I had that whole negotiation thing. Um, but uh, so that is, so look to that. Now, what's interesting in the last two weeks, the National Labor Relations Board has declared that non-disparagement, non-disclosure parts of severance packages are illegal. They cannot be there at all. Um, I tell everybody to please go do your research on this, go find a lawyer, go read your state laws, all that kind of stuff. Cause I call that all that stuff matters. Um, but that's also a piece of leverage too, of like, Hey, by the way, here's an article. Um, I don't think you can put those in there anymore. What do you think? Go take it to your lawyer. So they're um, probably in there still. Uh, somebody oh, somewhere sent an oh, offer today that that's oh, I it. guarantee it a hundred percent. So, um, yeah. And, uh, and I actually, Scott, you're going to love this. How long do you think that case paper, that, that file was like from the case? How many weeks? 400. No, it was about 50. <laughs> I read them. You Scott, read all of them? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's a whole thing in there about the union because it, it came through a union thing. And I've asked some people around, do, do they think it was a union piece or not a union piece? So anyway, um, you missed so, your calling, Richard. You need to go into HR. No, dude. I don't want to deal with it. I want to, I'm too. My, I don't know. You say you don't want to deal with it, but you read all 50 pages. But I want to be the antagonist. I want to be the person. I want to be the employee. I don't want to be the person in charge of all this stuff, right? You what could you, be, you could start a service for being a severance negotiation agent. I bet. Well, I think that, yeah, I think there's a market for it. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that would be, you know, Problem is you, you're surviving in down times, right? Um, you know, which is not a fun thing to do. Yeah. So. 
Um, well, hey, we appreciate everybody stopping by and listening yeah. to today's episode of the Surf and Sales Podcast brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Yep. And we'll be back soon. All right. Good chatting on this one. Thanks, Scott. Yes, sir.